Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Tonight, we've got a wonderful show we're going about how to have a safe and fun Halloween. And so this is the topic for the week as Halloween is coming up this Thursday. If you would like to have input on tonight's program or you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145. That's 325-428-6145. You can also interact with our Facebook page at Home with Debbie Rule. And we'll be opening the phone lines tonight if anyone would like to share any of their insight that they might have or questions that they might have about the topic of how to have a fun, safe Halloween. We're happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour we spend together. We're also going to be giving away a Halloween basket, so if you like, commented, or shared on our post on Facebook, your name went into the drawing. If you're not on Facebook, it's very easy. You can still text us at 325-428-6145. That's 325-428-6145, and we'll put your name in. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say... I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. Everybody wants to be in love, have great kids, and the perfect home. But nobody wants to talk about how to get there. At Home with Debbie Rule is a safe place to get advice on how to fight fair or call 911. In-laws or outlaws. Who the heck are these kids and what do I do with them? Let's face it, modern family isn't all fairy tales. Because there are a few places that really explore the reality of relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly, At Home with Debbie Rule is a place where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and testimonies. I'm Debbie Rule. Join me every Sunday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule, a talk show about home, family, and relationships. At Home with Debbie Rule, right here on 95.3 FM and knelradio.com. Follow us at Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. I look forward to seeing you this weekend, Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. at Home with Debbie Rule. Domestic violence, also called intimate partner violence, domestic abuse, or relationship abuse, is a pattern of behaviors used by one partner to maintain power and control over another partner in an intimate relationship. It can happen to anyone at any point in a relationship. Domestic violence includes behaviors that physically harm, cause fear, prevent a partner from doing what they wish, or forcing them to behave in ways they do not want. This October with the Haven Family Shelter, let's bring awareness to domestic violence. The Haven Family Shelter is a domestic violence shelter that serves men, women, and children who are victims of domestic violence in Mason, Menard, McCullough, Kimball, Concho, and surrounding counties. If you need help, call the Haven at 325-597-7644, or maybe you know someone who needs help. Reach out to them. Let's stop the violence together, and we will end the cycle of domestic abuse.
Well, good evening and welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule. This is Thoughts from Home. Well, here comes Halloween, and if you're a parent, chances are your kids are planning their costumes and looking forward to trick-or-treating. If you live in a neighborhood populated by dozens of kids, chances are you've already bought about five pounds of candy for the kids who will come to the door. But as your family gets ready to celebrate the holiday, please consider the possible negative impacts on your children. Not all kids have the temperament and preparation to deal with the images and activities that teens and some adults think is just part of the fun of Halloween night. Be aware that your friendly neighborhood may not look so friendly to a child who hasn't been out about after dark, especially if porches uh, are filled with mummies and skeletons. Kids who have been taught not to talk or to take candy from strangers may be confused by your encouragement to knock on a stranger's door for treats. There's gruesome lawn displays and teens in bloody costumes parading through the night during the trick-or-treat hours. This might be terrifying to young children. And a masked adult jumping out at a child can transform a holiday into a stuff of nightmares for years. Consider your own children's unique personality. Children have unique personalities from the time that they are born. Some kids seem to be thrill-seekers from an early age, and others are more easily frightened. Resist any peer pressure to push your child not to be a frighty cat. Take your child's personality into account when planning Halloween decorations or choosing Halloween events. Help your child know what to expect. When children know what to expect, they'll be less likely to be afraid. In the days prior to Halloween, talk about the holiday and what they are likely to see and experience. Read to your children about the positives of Halloween and what you and your family will be focusing on as the day passes. Watch the annual TV special about Linus and the Great Pumpkin. May encourage your kids to have faith in something that they believe in even when others don't understand. As a Christian, I know I cannot hide or shelter my kids, now grandchildren, from Halloween and its effects. I must decide to turn all the evil things towards faith, faith in the one whom we believe and in the one who protects us and the one who is more powerful than any demon or evil thing, Jesus. Choose on this day whom you and your house will focus on. As for our home, the only ghost you're going to find is the Holy Ghost. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of Debbie Rule. We'll be right back. Do you have a wedding or a special event coming up? Esme's Cakes provides custom-designed wedding and groom's cakes as well as special occasion cakes. Their custom cakes are exquisite down to every detail, and your guest will be talking about your cake long after your event is over. Esme's Cakes only uses the finest ingredients and is always baked fresh. Esme's Cakes are made from scratch and decorated to be a reflection of you and your style. So when every detail matters, call Esme's Cakes for your wedding cake or special occasion cake. You'll get superb service, a beautiful cake that not only looks great, but tastes amazing. For your appointment, call Esme's Cakes at 512-629-6416 or visit their Facebook page at Esme's Cakes. Make your wedding or special event unforgettable with a special cake by Esme's Cakes, the unforgettable cake of your lifetime.
Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge, and we have some answers for you right here on 95.3 FM and KNEORadio.com. Join me, Debbie Rule, every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule. This week on the program, we'll be talking about how to have a fun, safe Halloween. That's this week on At Home with Debbie Rule, Sunday night at 6 o'clock p.m. right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. See you then. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where tonight we are talking about how to have a safe and fun Halloween. And joining me tonight on the program is my wonderful husband. Good evening, Rudy. Well, good evening, Debbie. And part of the program tonight is we're going to be doing our drawing at the end of the program. Uh, So if you like, commented, or shared on our Facebook page... Then your name went into the drawing. And also, uh, if you still have time to text us here at 325-428-6145, that's 325-428-6145. We'll put your name in that drawing. And you might be the winner of that wonderful Halloween basket that we have pictured on our Facebook page. Uh, There's the cutest little adorable um, Halloween plates in there and some dinnerware for Younger kids. And, there was uh, some candy in there. I don't know what happened. Oh uh, well, it. Uh, that candy's it better still. That better still be in there. I'm it's telling like you. Like that Reese's <laughs> peanut butter cups. Not sorry. <laughs> I know the thing that could be missing. That's probably missing. If there is anything missing, and that would be the Snickers. But uh, I not bet sorry. You, I bet you he kept his hands yum, off yum, of yum, it. Yum. So tonight we're going to be talking about how to have a safe and fun Halloween. You know, there's so much that goes into a Halloween holiday and uh, so many different views and, you know, controversies that go on about should we celebrate, should we not celebrate, and and things seem to get scarier and darker every year, I think. And, uh, you know, children just have a hard time with that, as I read in opening comments, that... Um, you know, that not every child is able to be exposed to that and be okay with it. And I think even when you think you have one that is, deep down inside, they probably still have a fear. And uh, so you know, as parents, we need to maybe guard our children's hearts and minds and spirits from some of that stuff. You know, one thing we've learned from experience is that you just never know how a child is going to process things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it's okay. That's what you hear from everybody. Yeah, well, it's okay. Well, you know what? If I mean, we've had children wake up with night terrors mm-hmm. based on the silliest things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's, there's being overprotective and overcautious, but there's also the reality of you just don't, I mean, children, like you said, they'll fake it like, oh, I'm not scared, but boy, they'll go to bed that night and have a tough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just a caution to parents, you know, try to make it age appropriate. 
And it seems like there's always somebody in the family that you just can't get them to cooperate. Mm -hmm. So be prepared. Talk to them about, you know, there's really not going to be the booger boogeyman under your bed or in your closet. But mm -hmm. it can create problems. Just be prepared. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have a child that's very sensitive to it or you have younger children, sometimes uh, doing an alternative to Halloween, which is one of the festivals that some of the churches put on. Some of those are not on Halloween night. Uh, here in our community, we're going to be doing that um, um, Halloween in the Heart out at the Civic Center, that's which is wonderful. going to be booths. And I'm sure there'll be some scary things out there. But, you know, uh, it's this you've got a week to be able to talk with your children, especially your little ones, about what they're going to see. Put their minds at ease and talk to them as you're out. And if they see something that kind of makes them draw back or get a little scared, talk to them about it and, and share with them and put their little spirits to ease about, you know, you, you don't need to be scared of that. And that's, um, you know, you can see some of some of them want to be brave but deep down inside you know they're you can tell you things. can look at their eyes and you can read their mind they're mm -hmm. like i am not sure about this mm -hmm. i would just encourage people to kind of let the children set the tone if your child says no i don't want to go i'm afraid of that hey back off don't mm -hmm. force them to do it and if yeah. there's somebody in a scary costume, go up and show them, hey, this is really Uncle Johnny or something mm -hmm. like, you know, it's mm -hmm. just pretend. Mm -hmm. So there's ways you can mitigate the effect of all the scary stuff and mm -hmm. still have fun. Yeah. And the thing is, I like what you said is let the kids um, determine the tone of, of right. where you're going to go. And one of the most damaging things that I think we can do to our kids is um, – is not remembering that they are children oh, and that we are adults and that young children, especially very young children, that they are, it's natural to be scared of these things. And so to put on them, oh, you don't need to be scared. Don't be afraid. You know, what's wrong with you? You're a scaredy cat or whatever it is that, you know, sometimes we say we think in fun, but it really is damaging to our kids. And so be very careful with the words that you choose. If a child is uncomfortable with something, then you need to take it with that and just know that your child's uncomfortable with it. And for whatever reason they're uncomfortable with it, you need to be okay with that and not try to force something on them that they don't want to have forced on them. You just uh, be be careful. You know, I'm thinking of the story of a guy says, well, you know, my dad taught me to swim. He threw me in the pool and said, swim. Well, that's not the way to teach somebody to swim. And that's mm -hmm. the same approach with scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't be afraid. Just because your parents did you that way doesn't mean that's a good way to do it. Right. You can love your parents and admit, hey, they didn't do everything right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I love, um, you know, one of your hot topics is saying that kids are resilient. And, boy, you know, you just don't want to say that, especially years ago when um, we still had our children at home and psychologists really came out. And they're still uh, really big on saying this now today, that kids are resilient. And that's really just an answer for problems that they don't know how to answer. 
in my opinion, because kids are being... <laughs> you don't want to kids, get me started. Yeah, kids, I'm flaming up over uh, yeah. here right now. You know, kids are being raised in uh, in all different types of environments and different situations going on. And, you know, the justification now is, okay, well, you know, my child can handle that because they're resilient. 90% and, of child psychologists don't have children. And they're uh, telling people how to raise children. Mm-hmm. That is insanity. Yeah. I'm being nice. Yeah. That really gets me going. Yeah. You know, um, kids, kids will overcome. We all overcome. But it doesn't mean that we're not uh, scarred from it. That's right. And, you know, talking about Halloween, some of these images and some of these things that are out there are brutally terrifying to these children and they will create nightmares and And it's not funny to terrify a child yeah it's not funny no so um you know think about it think about it if you have young children you know sometimes you might have uh, a home where you have teenagers and where you do have very young children we have blended families where we have all ages of kids we have you know in our home our kids were spread out uh, quite a bit. So, you know, we had three that were, you know, basically the first one Different and the last one were, were yeah. 10 years apart and then one in the middle. And so, you know, there were things that the older child might want to do, but that was not appropriate for the younger child. You've got to find a balance in there. You've got to be able to allow <laughs> your older child to be able to do the things that they want to do within reason. You know, Halloween night can be a night where kids get in a lot of trouble, too. When they're not supervised. And so, you know, you don't want to just turn your kids loose. And I know that we live in a small town and everything seems to be safe. And you say, well, you know, my six-year-old or seven-year-old can go trick-or-treating down the block and it's okay. It's always best to have a parent with you. You know, if you're if you're 13 and under, you probably need to be having a parent with you anyway. And if you're 13 and above, I know you don't want to have a parent with you, but those are the kids that are sometimes making bad choices. You know what? Sometimes those that are 13 and over want a parent to say no. They can't say it, but yeah. they're hoping, Mom, Dad, I hope you know, I want you to say no. I'll, and I, I'll complain and pitch a fit mm-hmm. to put on a show for all my friends, but I really want you to say no because mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah, and we realize that with our kids uh, many times. Uh, that, you know, they were in a situation where there was peer pressure and we would tell them, you know, we'll say no and we'll be the bad guys and you don't have to worry about it. And they were so happy with that because they didn't have to go tell their friends, well, I don't really want to do that. That's right. They got to go say, my mom and dad said no. Oh, I would go. I would go, but my mom won't let me. So we were, you know, we were the out for them. And be sensitive. Talk with your kids and and see, you know, so many times uh, they're in a situation where they're not comfortable with something either, even a teenager an older child. And so if we talk to them, we keep lines of communication open. This is uh, best for families because we're able to see where our child is. And um, so again, supervision is needed on Halloween night. Uh, Kids may not think that they need it, but they do need it. And uh, listen, supervise your children. Uh, I got in trouble as a kid hanging out with older kids and somebody would have a dumb idea and there wasn't anybody around to say, no, that's a dumb idea. It was like, oh, let's go. Yeah, that's great. No, that wasn't a good idea. It was a bad idea. You obviously didn't have any girls around. Well, I'll tell you what, (laughs) 
I'm girls are a little I'm more cautious. Girls are a little more cautious. So, in my day, they were anyway. In my day, they were. Be aware Maybe. of who your kids hang out with. You know, yeah. they can, they can hang out with some great kids, but a great kid could have a bad idea. And you know, somebody needs to be around and say, ah, "That's not a good idea. Let's don't do that." Right. Well, um, there's a lot of mischief that goes on around uh, Halloween, uh, the weekend after, this past weekend, this week. And so we just need to be in tune with what our kids are doing and try to be available for them to share and also just be protective of those little ones. And if there's not something that they're real comfortable with, there's probably a reason why. And we just need to go with that. And I loved when you said, let them set the tone, because I think that is so key in uh, you being able to have a happy, successful Halloween. And that is being able to enjoy doing some things with your family, whether that is just at home, low key, or whether that's handing out candy and going trick-or-treating, or whether that's going to a church event, or you know whatever it is that you choose to do as a family, it's okay. And, um, you know, do what you feel is right for you and your family. And don't let anyone pressure you into anything else because it's important. Very good advice. One good general rule of thumb, you know, um, well, first of all, don't ever excuse bad behavior. Mm -hmm. Bad behavior is bad behavior. There's no excuse for it. Mm -hmm. Secondly, if uh, you, you know, some people like to do pranks. And I'm not a fan of pranks. The way to look at a prank, if it's destructive, if it results in destruction of property, that's not a good idea. Don't do it. I'll tell you what, in today's world, you'll end up paying the price for it. And it's just not a good idea anyway. Yeah. Don't be destructive to personal property. That's not a prank. That's a crime. That's what it is. It's a crime. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talk to your kids about these things. Just say, you know, there's going to be a lot of things going on um, that night, and we just want you to be safe. We want you to make good choices. And so you know what good choices are, and you know what bad choices are. And you're a good kid. You know, I think encouraging them and letting them know, you know, you're a good kid, and you know how to make right decisions. Uh, don't put yourself in an environment where you could be swayed to do something that you know would be wrong. So, uh, you know, build them up. I think sometimes we just need to build our kids up. We just need to encourage them and empower them with truth and let them know that, you know, they are capable of making good decisions and that encourage them to do so. You will get more out of your teenagers if you will do that than you will by condemning them and saying, you know, I know you don't make very good decisions and you're always getting into trouble and you better not get in trouble on Halloween night. Well, I tell you right now, they're saying, I bet you I am, just because they're going to have a response, and it's not going to be a positive one. They're going to feel attacked. We all have a little bit of rebellion in us. Absolutely. And whenever you hit that button that prompts or triggers the rebellion, well, then you're out of control. Yeah. I'll show you. Yep. You just don't want to do that. Yeah. So keep the lines of communication open, especially with your teenagers. Um, allowing them to be able to share with you, encourage them to make good choices that night. You don't want to go following them around in the car or walking around following them, but you know, trusting that they will make the right decisions. And then um, if they don't, then there are swift consequences for the choices that they make. Little ones need to be protected from the things that are out there that are not so uh, wholesome. 
And if uh, things are too scary, then, you know, maybe you should go out a little earlier and come in before it gets too late and some of the really scary things are out there because, you know, another thing is that it's dark. You know, a lot of little children are not outside after dark. They go to bed and they are not used to walking around the neighborhood at dark. And so that can be another whole nother, you know, thing. Um, some children have a fear of the dark and, and that's a natural thing. A lot of children do. So, you know, remember, you're outside after dark. It, you know, you're having them go to people that they don't know and get candy. In and you've already trained they're them. not familiar with. Yeah. And you've already trained them. You know, don't take candy from strangers. Don't talk to strangers. And here you are. But this one night you can is confusing to a, you know, three, four, five, six, seven-year-old, eight-year-old child. Well, and that, to just build on that, they're stumbling around in the dark, which they don't normally do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have your kids out running around town at night in the dark in a costume. Mm-hmm. They, it's, and statistics, I've got this statistic here. Children are more than twice as likely to be killed in a pedestrian car accident on Halloween than any other night of the year. Twice. Yeah. yeah. And if you're yeah. driving around uh, Halloween night while kids are out trick-or-treating, Go very slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they'll a lot of them will be dressed in darker costumes. Oh, and we're going to talk about how to keep your kids safe in the second half as far as costumes go and things that you can do to create more safety. And we're going to come back and talk about more of those statistics and some of the things, uh, some of the numbers of deaths uh, during the Halloween season um, by just not paying attention. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. So before you go to break, I have a question. Sure. Do you know whether a pumpkin is a fruit or a vegetable? I believe it's a fruit because it has seeds. You're so smart. Do you know what state in the country has named the pumpkin as their state fruit? I don't know that one. Yeah. What is it? Think about that. It's New Hampshire. New Hampshire. I didn't even know they could grow pumpkin up there. (laughs) Well... Lots more trivia then to come, maybe, from Mr. Rule. He's always got exciting things to say. Always. Always. Stay tuned for the second half of At Home with Debbie Rule. We've got more about how to have a fun, safe Halloween. Don't go away. We'll be back. With Halloween just around the corner, most families are busy deciding what costumes they're going to wear and how much candy to buy safety can sometimes get overlooked. Just remember, while you are out with your family, skip the tricks and enjoy the treats. Take a flashlight and glow sticks to light your way. Reflective type clothing, tape, or stickers can be applied to costumes or your child's wagon to help with visibility. Emergencies can happen. Bring a cell phone along to use just in case. Attend sponsored activities like harvest festivals or safe street events. Try to use makeup for your costume instead of masks so you can see well. When choosing your child's costume, avoid sharp accessories like swords or sticks and make sure your child wears good shoes that fit. Have a happy and safe Halloween.
Welcome back to the second half of At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're talking about how to have a fun and safe Halloween. So much going on on the Halloween evening, and uh, children that are younger might be a little scared. Older children might want to get into a little bit of mischief, but with some adult supervision and some parental um, advice and some things that we can do to make things safer for our kids and a little bit uh, better experience sometimes is just um, listening to them and understanding that smaller children sometimes have a problem with images and things that they see. Uh, So be sensitive to that. And before we took the break, we were talking a little bit about statistics. We uh, got into that, and I wanted to just share that um, Halloween safety by numbers. This is uh, 4,500 estimated Halloween-related injuries uh, are from October through November. And so that's, um, you know, a, a big number, and a lot of them are, as Rudy said, from pedestrians that are walking and little trick-or-treaters that are out that dart out in front of cars and cars not, you know, driving slow enough and not paying attention. So uh, 44% of injuries were related to pumpkin carving activities. So, uh, you know, carving a pumpkin can be fun, but, you know, it's a pumpkin's tough and there's knives involved and, you know, all kinds of things like that. Also, people... I have a tendency, as we've always done in the older days, was put a candle in. And so now they're saying use a flashlight or use a flameless candle. You know, something that is going to be a little safer than a flame. Kids run around and there's a flame. And especially on Halloween night, if you're going to have pumpkins on your porch and you've got, you know, candles in the pumpkins or around. Remember, you've got kids that are walking around with all kinds of costumes and things flowing around. And Flammable most, Yes. Costumes. And some, you know, most costumes that they make are non-flammable, but you don't want to take a chance. So uh, it's better to use something without a flame think when you're doing those we got all big on carving pumpkins one year and we found out good night it's hard work hard work (laughs) i pulled out the power drill and started but i'll tell you what i like what people do is they take a black marker Mm -hmm. and they paint the face on it yeah, there's Your all kinds of paints and stuff now. Pumpkin lasts a lot longer yeah. if you don't cut it all up. There's all kinds of paints that you can use now. Back then, all we had was a Sharpie. But now, uh, you've got all kinds of good paints. You've got all kinds of stickers and different things that you can do to decorate uh, how, uh, pumpkins. I've seen beautiful pumpkins, not just for Halloween, but just pumpkins that have just been decorated beautifully right. for fall right. uh, by being painted. So. of injuries are related to pumpkin carving activities. Be careful. Uh, 25% were due to falls by putting up or taking down decorations, tripping on costumes, or walking while trick-or-treating. So 25% of accidents are due to uh, just somebody falling down or tripping on your costume. We're going to talk a little bit more about how to make your costumes better for your kids, making sure that they're not too long where they can trip over them. Uh, 27% of injuries included lacerations, ingestions of, you know, things that they're going to get. Sometimes they get little trinkets. Sometimes they get hard candy. That is, uh, little ones will swallow 
And so uh, you just have to be careful, you know, in costumes, pumpkins or decorations, uh, you know, there's little things on costumes that come off and um, we don't really think about that as parents sometimes. We just get them dressed up and think, oh, how look, you know, cute they look. And all of a sudden you say, oh, there's a missing, you know, little badge there that was on that little costume and I don't see it, you know, and little Tommy has swallowed it. So you got to be careful look and make sure that things are safe for your kids and uh, especially with the candy because they get all kinds and don't accept anything that is not commercially wrapped um, unless it's someone that you know because you just don't really know what you're going to be getting and you need to be sure that you inspect all of the candy before you let your children go through it. Seems like every year you hear some kind of terrible story and you're like, I can't believe that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let my kids have anything that wasn't commercially wrapped. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most of that I ate myself anyway, just to keep them safe. (laughs) Debbie, you're not going to like this, this fact I found. I don't know how they got this information, but the average bag of candy that one child will collect on Halloween contains 11,000 calories. Oh my goodness, yes. 11,000 calories. And you parents like Rudy that raid the bag, remember that. Boy, that (laughs) makes my teeth hurt. Yeah. Um, Another Halloween safety by numbers is 4% of uh, injuries by... um, during the Halloween time is due to allergic reactions or rashes. Uh, Sometimes they eat candy or they eat something that doesn't agree with them, but also some of the paints and, you know, the face paints and the hair dyes and uh, some things, some of the dyes that are in the costumes and things like that. Children will have an allergic reaction to that. So pay attention when you're using these things. You might test it out a little bit before you actually do it on Halloween night or do the whole face uh, or do the hair just to make sure that it doesn't give them an allergic reaction. But those can be really, really dangerous uh, when you're not careful and you're not watching and of course you're not going to know whether or not your child has an allergic reaction to something or gets a rash from it Uh, so if your child wakes up and has a rash you know and you've used face makeup or something like that you might think that that's what it's from so um, try to check into that before that night before you cover their whole face do a skin test do a skin test and you gotta wait two hours on the skin test you know debbie along that line i know you're a mathematician i know you love uh solving problems and doing math and stuff like that and you know that pi r squared is the uh, formula for figuring the area of a circle Mm -hmm. and you know some of the folks around here say no pi r round but that's a different story. But I know you like doing math, and so uh, pi r squared is the area of a circle. So here's a question for you. If you divide the circumference of a jack-o'-lantern by its diameter, what do you get? You have something else you want to sell them? That's... <laughs> See, that, you, you lied to them about me liking that. Pumpkin, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie. Is the answer, yes. yes. Pumpkin pie. I knew he would bring so much wit tonight. Um. Here's something I found so interesting. Uh, you know, Halloween is kind of an American thing. 
and it was brought over by the Irish. Mm-hmm. They're always picking on the Irish. Everything we don't like, they blame on the Irish. I'm Irish, by the way. So anyway, uh, Halloween's kind of an American thing. And here's a little-known fact. In many countries, for instance, France and Australia, Halloween is seen as an unwanted and overly commercial American influence. Mm-hmm. Not everybody likes Halloween. Well, it definitely has become uh, bigger than it ever was. Uh, Did you know half the candy sold by candy makers in America is sold for Halloween? Mm-hmm. Half. That's mm-hmm. half of their year. Mm-hmm. Man. And, um, and consumed, as you talked about, all of those calories that we consume with that as well. Uh, some of the things that we can do, and we talked about this already, was uh, checking candy before letting your child eat it, um, avoiding homemade treats by strangers. Um, make sure that your child's costumes are properly sized to avoid falls and tripping. If there are longer parts of that costume, you might just want to you know, tack them up pin them up before you go out walking. Uh, I know you might think, oh, well, it loses the whole effect of the costume. Well, your child's going to go tripping, and that's going to lose the whole effect of the night. So you might want to just go ahead and pin those up now so that you can get those um, in a way where your child's not going to trip over them. Make sure that your kids have good shoes on that night. Uh, Walking shoes. Make sure your kids always have good shoes on. (laughs) Well, I mean, just, you know, sandals or something like that. But but good shoes that that give them good support. They're walking in, at night, you know, are not as not so much in the daylight. Some go trick or treating before it gets too dark, but still need to be sure that you have good shoes so that you can walk without tripping. Another thing too is um, you might want to put reflective markings on your children's costumes. Um, this will help with being able to be seen. And we talked about a lot of the uh, deaths that occur at Halloween are because they're being run over by cars, you know, darting in front of cars. I mean, how many of you know, kids know they're not supposed to run out in front of a car, but they're so excited. Some don't know. And they see somebody or they see something and they just go out, you know, they just run out in front of the car and it's too late. You know, some adults think cars are supposed to stop for pedestrians. Well, cars are, but they don't always, and you're not going to win that fight. Yeah. Well, and if kids are not, if if you're not paying attention when you're driving, and sometimes you can be paying attention while you're driving, and a kid comes out of nowhere, and well, they just dart out in front of you. Adults, too, on even non-Halloween nights, we've several times been driving along, and all of a sudden we pass someone walking down the street in dark clothes, and we go, whoa! Mm-hmm. I mean, that's happened several times, not mm-hmm. just in Brady. Yeah. And people that think, well, I'm going to walk in the street and they'll go around me. If they don't see you, they might not go around you. So um, reflective markings on costumes are really good. Avoiding a lot of dark clothing. You know, some especially put reflective markings if you've got a lot of dark on flashlights uh, so that they can be seen. Also where you can watch where you're going. Um, always accompany your young children when they are trick-or-treating. That is the safest thing, and um, 
you know, talk to your kids about going into someone's home that they don't know. Ask, you know, talking to your children because if they're, even if you have 13, 14 year olds, I mean, they are still young enough, but old enough that they don't want supervision. They don't want anybody to go with them, but they're still young enough to be preyed upon and maybe you know, ask to come in or I've got something really cool I want to show you and kids fall for that and they go in and and something could happen. So talk to your kids about these safety tips. Talk to them about how they need to make good choices on that night as far as when they go up to a door uh, and don't go up to doors where it's dark and, you know, you can obviously see that they are not receiving trick-or-treaters. Uh, you can tell the homes that are. They've got a porch light on or they've got it readily available for people to come up. And um, Or if you are planning on handing out candy for trick-or-treaters, then you need to do that. You need to make sure that your home is well lit um, and uh, that you have... Um, um, safe environment there. Uh, we already talked about removing candles and different things, maybe from around that area so that you don't find any kids caught on fire uh, with mm. their costumes because that can happen really quickly. And so making your porch and your area safe for trick-or-treaters to come up. And um, so that that's one thing that homeowners can do. And also uh, children don't go up to doors where it doesn't look like it's you know, their home or it's safe. Be sure that it's a well-lit home before you go up. And there's another thing. <clears throat> All of these retailers in town have these little displays on their counters where you check out of these little bitty flashlights that they sell for a buck. Kids mm-hmm. love flashlights. Mm-hmm. And get them a flashlight and tell them to wear that thing out. I mean, get out there with a flashlight and go. And, you know, you were talking about wearing reflective clothing. You can get reflective paint. And, hey, paint yourself up like a tiger or a zebra. But go out there with something that will reflect light. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to look like you're a construction worker. Make it fun. Yeah, I think there's that reflective tape, too, isn't there? Yeah. That works. Yeah, so you can look at that, too. Um, But, you know, um, be sure that uh, you just are aware of what's around you and what you're doing that's that's the main thing too and teaching your children to look before they cross at the street cross at the corners and and don't go in the middle of the streets behind cars and um, you know teaching your children to just be safe on that night especially that night because you've got so many people out carry a cell phone with you because you don't know if you're going to be able to uh, if you're going to run into any kind of trouble Uh, never cut across yards or use alleys uh, you know, sure Debbie, you make such a good point. This is an excellent opportunity to teach children about how to properly go about. You mm-hmm. don't cut across yards. You don't run out in the street. Mm-hmm. You use good, um, safe uh, rules of of the road. Mm-hmm. You cross at the corner. You go in a group. Yeah. You be polite to people. It's always an opportunity to teach. And if you have older children that are going to be out trick-or-treating without you, then make sure that you know the trick-or-treat trail. You know, where are they going and when do you expect them to be back? And where, you know, because, um, you know, heaven forbid anything bad happens. And, and we live in a wonderful community. But it's just, it's, you know, only takes one time yeah. for your child. So make sure that you 
you know, follow where, the, you know, you know where they're going to be going. Okay, Mom, you know, we're going to be going down these two streets, and then we're going to cut back up here, and we're going to come back around, and then we'll make it back to the house. And you at least have an idea of where they are and what time to expect them back so that if you don't see them, you can go checking on them. That's right. Uh, they might be in trouble, and you might not, they might not be able to contact you. So um, be sure that you find out which trick-or-treat trail they're going to be taking Motorist, again, be very, very careful. Watch. Uh, stop when you see children. Drive very slow uh, during those times where kids are out. Law enforcement authorities uh, should be notified immediately of anything that's suspicious uh, that's going on. Any person that might be suspicious uh, because, you know, sometimes people take advantage of uh, a night where a lot of kids are out and they may not be the type of person that you want to have um, engaging conversation don't with ever child, let so anybody tell you you can be too careful yeah it's like you said debbie it only takes once only and you think once. man why did i let my child do that yeah uh, so another thing too that you might want to think about is halloween masks are great but uh if you have halloween masks make sure that they fit properly and that there's vision is not uh obstructed that they can see out that they can breathe you know some of those rubber masks are just difficult to breathe in so make it to where that child is able to be able to see to be able to hear and to be able to um breathe a lot of times they can't hear. They need to be able to hear if there's a horn honking or if something is going on. So they need to be able to see, hear, and breathe in all of those masks. And if you want to come away from masks, then there's lots of neat uh, Halloween paint out there that you can use to decorate faces and to uh, make a costume just to put the t touch on that costume and make it really neat. And so, uh, again, try those things out ahead of time to make sure that your children don't have an allergic reaction to them because this can happen too as well. Um, talk to your kids about scary houses. If there's something that's scary when you walk up and you see that they've got, you know, earring music or something like that going on, talk to them and say, you know, it's uh, if you don't want to go up to that house, that's okay. We don't have to go up to that one. We can go, you know, to the next one. And also uh, teaching, I always think this is good, is just teaching your kids um, proper, I mean, common courtesy and respect, you know, to say thank you for the candy when they go up there and not to be greedy or want, you know, more than what they get or to uh, take anything from other children. I mean, kids are kids until they're taught how to have good behavior. I mean, they're going to do whatever they can get away with. So this is a great opportunity, again, a teaching moment for you to be able to teach your children how to share, how to be courteous, how to let other little children go ahead of them if they're younger, and um, to not want to take all of the candy, but that, you know, we have to share. And that you get one piece, not the whole bucket, you know, right. that the person... <laughs> You don't want to be that parent that is found saying, my child would never do that. Yes. You don't want to be that parent. Yes. And um, and then bedtime. You know, we talk about all these things. The kids are going to want to eat candy before you know when they get home. So you might already have this conversation with your children before you go. You know, this is the time that we're going to go to bed. Uh, it's a school night uh, um, here in Brady this uh, week. 
we don't have school on Friday, so they're going to have a night where especially, you know, teenagers are going to be out because there's no school and they're going to be out doing things. So um, it's a night where maybe they can stay out a little bit later, but most generally they are school nights. And so talk to your kids. We're going to have bedtime. You know, this is the time that I expect you to be in bed. You can have two pieces of candy when you come home. Then we're going to put the rest of it away. And, you know, divvy that out. You be the one that's in control of how much they eat because you don't want them coming home and eating their whole bag of candy <laughs> when they get home. You know, I tried being nice to our kids, and they pushed the boundaries. That's what kids do. So this is what I did. I would tell our kids, listen, if I don't know where you are and I can't get in touch with you, I'm calling the fire department. I'm calling the police. I'm calling the National Guard. I'm going to put out an Amber Alert. If nothing's happened to you, you're going to be embarrassed to death that your dad freaked out because he couldn't find you. So if I call you or if I'm looking for you, I better be able to find you or you're just going to have to be teased about it at your 50th high school reunion. Hey, remember when you're dead? Yeah, so, and they knew I would. Yeah, I would they Well, I'm telling you what, you find out what works. Um, so, if your kids are, you know, go ahead and establish those things before bedtime talk. Even though uh, they're little, you know, they're they're going to be excited and, they're, like I said, they're going to have some candy and they're going to do that. Be sure that they get a good dinner before they go out. You know, give them something of substance before they go out and eat all that candy. And if you give them something good that's going to keep them going, maybe they won't eat as much. Um, but be ready for the night where they're going to be going to bed and maybe not be ready to go to sleep right away. So take all of these things into account so that you're not having a stressful night trying to get them to bed and a stressful morning the next morning. But these are all things you can talk about ahead of time before the night actually happens. These are all things you can talk about and things that you can do to make sure that you have a safe, fun Halloween night this Thursday night. And that's the whole point. You want yeah. to have fun. And we're going to go ahead and do our drawing for our Halloween basket that we had. We want to thank everybody for participating in that. And if you liked, shared, or commented on our Facebook page or you texted us, your name went into that drawing. We've got lots of names. And so we are so thankful for our listeners for participating. And so we're going to just take a name out of here. Mr. Rule, if you would do the honors and pull a name out of that bowl. Let's see, out of the many that are in there and see who we've got. Well, we got a lot of people in here. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. You're only giving away one prize? <laughs> Marcella. Maricella. Maricella Villarreal. So, that is, this is our winner. Maricella Villarreal, you Villarreal. are the winner. Mm-hmm. Yes, you You've are. You've got the... two minutes to get down here and pick <laughs> up your prize. No. Not really. You've got... Uh, Sorry there's no candy time. in it, really. You'd think. <laughs> there better be some candy in it. And if there's not, we'll take care there of the problem. There might be some wrappers. <laughs> you are the winner of our Halloween basket. Hope you enjoy that uh, candy. And like I said, there's a pumpkin, um, a really cute pumpkin uh, table runner on there. There's some little plates for some, if you've got little children, uh, dinnerware and some candy and some of the little things that kids would like to. So congratulations, uh, Maricela. Yes. Thank you so much for being a part of our drawing tonight for the Halloween basket. And 
we want to just encourage everybody to have a really good, safe Halloween. Talk with your kids ahead of time. And if you have younger kids, be sensitive to the fact that there is going to be some scary things out there and they just may not be ready for it. Uh, and it's okay. That is okay because, you know, uh, even as an adult, I get scared of things sometimes. So it's okay. So It's all right. Last year we were taking the grandsons out. And we're driving down the street, and here's this guy dressed up in the T-Rex costume. Remember that one? Last year was real popular. Great mm-hmm. big dinosaur. Oh, that dinosaur head, yes. Oh, they thought it was real. That scared the bejesus out of them. Yep. So that was funny. So you're going to see all kinds of things. And uh, so prepare them, get their costumes uh, safe and ready, use reflective tape, take uh, flashlights, flashlights. be sure that you are watching if you are in a car and you are driving, be careful, watch out for all these little kiddos that are running around, parents, go with your children, supervise them, don't let your kids go up to doors that they may not uh, necessarily need to be going up to if they don't look like they're receiving trick-or-treaters, then just go on down to the next home. And if you're not receiving trick-or-treaters, then just keep your light off so that kids will know not to come and bother you. And they'll just go on down to the next house. And so you can um, also might want to check out some of the events that we have going on here around our community. And uh, might be something that you want to do as an alternative to the door-to-door trick-or-treating. But whatever you do, you can make it fun with your family, you can make it safe, and you can make it a memorable time. Uh, If you will just focus on your kids, what is best for them, and being a good parent on this Halloween night. Even if you haven't done it before, you can start this year. With a little bit of effort, it can be good memories. Yes. Put forth a little bit of effort. And that is what life is about, is making memories. So use this Halloween to make memories, good memories. Keep your children safe. Talk to your teens about uh, appropriate behavior, helping them to stay out of trouble. And remember, if they need an out, give them an out because... Be the bad guy. Be the bad guy. That's okay. It's all right for you to be the bad guy. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. And uh, everybody have a very, very happy, safe Halloween. We hope that you've enjoyed listening a little bit more about tips and things that you can do to make it a safe and fun night. Thank you so much for being with us. We're inviting us into your home. We always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you, sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. I'm Rudy Rule. And we'll be back next week at 6 p.m. right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. We also want to remind everybody that if you have Alexa, all you have to do is ask Alexa to play KNEL FM. That's where At Home with Debbie Rule is found every Sunday night at 6 p.m. But also you can find KNEL 1490 a.m. on Alexa and the TuneIn app. We also want to remind everybody that next week we are going to have daylight savings. So we will be here at 6 p.m. with the time change. That's right. I'm Debbie Rule. I'm Rudy Rule. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Have a blessed Halloween this week. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on Canyon 95.3 FM and canyonradio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Mm-hmm.